With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Um, and the study we're going to talk about today is the Global Business Ethics Survey, which is really the only study of its kind in our industry. It's a longitudinal cross-sectional study if there are stats fans in the, in the crowd, um, but it is meant to be a global look at the state of ethics in workplaces around the world. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to a special five-part podcast series sponsored by the Ethics and Compliance Initiative, or ECI, on the 2021 Global Business Ethics Survey. In this five-part series, I'm joined by Dr. Pat Harned, president of ECI. Since 1994, ECI has conducted the only cross-sectional study of workplace conduct from the employee's perspective. ECI's Global Business and Ethics Survey provides the only global benchmark on the state of ethics compliance in business. This year's GBES is the first compliance-related survey conducted after the global pandemic hit. Over this series, we will review the key findings, how retaliation against whistleblowers is taking an alarming term, the impact on COVID-19, on compliance, and we conclude with conclusions and recommendations. In this part one, we introduce the GBES and take a look at the executive summary. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm extraordinarily pleased to be with you for a five-part series with Pat Harned, president of the ECI, Ethics and Compliance Initiative, to talk about the Global Business and Ethics Survey for 2021. Pat, first of all, welcome, and thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me. Thanks for having me, Tom. It's always a pleasure to be able to visit with you. Pat, I was wondering if we could start with maybe you giving a few words uh, about what ECI is and, uh, more importantly, what is the uh, 2021 Global Business Ethics Survey? Sure. The Ethics and Compliance Initiative is the oldest nonprofit in the U.S. in the ethics and compliance industry. Um, We do work in two primary areas. We do large-scale research studies like this one we're going to talk about today to try to help business leaders understand how they can improve integrity in their organizations. And then we're also a membership community for ethics and compliance professionals. Um, And the study we're going to talk about today is the Global Business Ethics Survey, which is really the only study of its kind in our industry. It's a longitudinal cross-sectional study if there are stats fans in the the crowd, Um, but it is meant to be a global look at the state of ethics in workplaces around the world. And one of the things that have intrigued me uh, on prior GBES reports are how uh, it in many ways presages what the government says we need to do And then we see sometimes the follow-on from compliance practitioners and compliance programs and how they've implemented that. And one of the key primary findings I saw was around continuous improvement. Um, That was a major theme of last year's 2020 update to the evaluation of corporate compliance programs, really a new focus from the Department of Justice. 
And so I was wondering what were the two primary uh, findings that uh, ECI saw in this report around continuous improvement? One of the things, Tom, that I think is so interesting about this body of research that we've done over the years is that it's both a reflection in the growth of ethics and compliance programs, but it's also a measure of the impact of the work that we've been doing. So, you know, in 1994, when we started this whole project, an ethics program was defined as having a code, having some training and having a hotline in place. And now when we look at across the world, how many people say they work in organizations with ethics and compliance programs, the number of metrics we need to use are are much, much broader. Um, But, you know, fundamentally, what we have found in this research, last time we did it, and again, this time we did it, and like you said, it's a, a reflection of a lot of what the DOJ has been emphasizing, but also great practice You know, we have found that when an organization implements a high quality ethics and compliance program, they grow a strong culture in their in their organization. And once they grow a strong culture in their organization, the payoff is huge in terms of employee conduct and reduced misconduct, reduced risk um, of retaliation, greater reporting, all kinds of good things happen. Uh, Pat, we're recording this uh, podcast in March 2021, literally, I think, one year to the week when really the world changed for everyone in terms of COVID-19 and the shutdown, original shutdown. And you had to take note of that in this survey. And indeed, you called it out in special considerations. I was wondering if you could say a few words about those special considerations and how uh, ECI was able to incorporate this massive economic uh, shift uh, into the GBS for uh, 2021? We actually were prepared to go into the field with this survey earlier than we did, uh, but we delayed it intentionally because all of a sudden COVID was a part of our world. It was so radically affecting how people were working and, and their perceptions of work. So by the time we fielded this survey, we were able to ask people about the last 12 months and conduct and changes in their organization with pre and post COVID in mind, which is part of what makes these findings so interesting. Um, And we, we saw surprising findings. Some of it is probably not too shocking. A lot of people have experienced big changes in their work location and um, and have seen a lot of transition in their organizations, but the effect on them has been significant in terms of the pressure they feel, um, the extent to which they're interacting with other people differently, and changes in their work status. So in a way, being able to do this version of GBES with COVID as a part of it was really added some interesting dimensions to the findings. Now we're going to take a little bit of time to go into detail in some of those findings around COVID, but I was wondering if you could just sort of walk us through what were the executive findings uh, that you guys noted in, in this report? Sure. When we do these studies, so at, in case listeners haven't been aware of this, we field the Global Business Ethics Survey every year, but in, it's only periodically that we do an update on trends in workplace ethics around the world. So this is a trend report. 
Um, and in our executive summary and in the way we look at the data, we tend to look at five primary measures. These are the things that we expect to see changes in if we're doing a good job with ethics and compliance in our organizations. And so high level, what we found was that with respect to organizational culture, the, the strength of organizational culture, um, the metrics are as about as high as they ever have been, but there's a lot of room for growth in terms of the percentage of people who feel they work in strong ethical cultures in their workplace. Um, there were two metrics that increased exponentially in very bad ways. One of them was the extent to which people feel pressure to compromise standards in their organization and also retaliation rates against people who observe misconduct and report it. Um, the other two measures that we look at, one is how much misconduct are people seeing in their workplace not a lot of changes there. Um, the, the levels of misconduct have remained about the same. And I know we'll talk more about that, Tom. Um, and then the other one is reporting, employee willingness to report observed wrongdoing. And that increased substantially, too. So there was a good piece of news in, in the overall findings of trends. I was wondering if you might uh, speak uh, a little bit about the global trends that you saw. And I'd like to sort of reemphasize a point you articulated a little bit earlier. This is not simply a U.S. centric survey. It's really global trends. So it allows a U.S. compliance practitioner sitting in a corporate office or home office in New York, Chicago or Houston, Texas, really some insights into what's happening on a global basis uh, as well. So could you maybe uh, talk a little bit about the global trends you saw in this report? Sure. We we fielded the survey among employees in 10 different countries this time around, Mexico, Brazil, France, Germany, Spain, the UK, China, India, and Russia, and the US. Um, and in the way the report is written, you can tell we're sitting in the United States of America because we reported on US trends and then commented on parallels between global trends and U.S. trends, um, not, not meant to be a U.S.-centric finding at all. But for the most part, the things that I just talked about, culture remaining fairly, um, you know, fairly steady, observed misconduct remaining fairly consistent compared to past measures, increases in reporting, increases in retaliation, and increases in pressure. We found similar trends around the world. There were some countries that stood out more so than others, namely Brazil, uh, India, China, Russia. Um, but for the most part, where we were looking at what are the things that we see happening around in, in the U.S. and around the world, they're fairly consistent when it comes to shifts that are happening. So the um, one of the things that uh, I don't think either I emphasized enough or, or you talked about it and I didn't hear well enough was really uh, you've been collecting data and ECI has been collecting data since the year 2000. And so you have a huge database of information. You have a huge amount of trends and you're really able to take information uh, literally back now 21 years and bring that forward. And how, do, how does that help the compliance profession having access to that wealth of data? 
I do think that the amount of data we've collected over the last 20 years has really made this data set incredibly valuable just from understanding shifts that happen both internally and externally in organizations. Um, I, I do. One of the things that we have certainly seen is that there are some things that um, have been game changers in the industry. So, for example, in early years of this research, we had sort of a narrow understanding and a narrow definition of what culture is and what are the drivers of culture. And through this research, we've really been able to refine that to say two primary drivers of culture. One is the tone at the top from top management, and the other is the actions of immediate supervisors. Um, another key findings that has come through the years that I think has shaped practice in our industry is employee reporting patterns. Um, many years ago, we all thought if whatever the numbers are that are coming into your helpline are the measure of actual measure of how much misconduct is happening. Now we know because of this research that only about 5% of reports of wrongdoing are actually coming through your helpline. The rest are coming from management. Um, so for us, we're really proud of this research in part because it's extremely rigorous and very reliable, but also because there have been insights like that that have helped us to improve practice in organizations around the world. Pat, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I hope our listeners will join us for our next episode where we take up some of the key findings in this year's survey. Uh, I wanted to end with asking you where listeners could go for more information on both ECI and the 2021 uh, Global Business Ethics Survey. Our URL is very simple. Just come and visit us at www.ethics.org. Pat, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Me too. Thanks for having me, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. We're going to link to the ECI 2021 Global Business Ethics Survey in the show notes. So take the opportunity to download it and delve further into its findings. You can reach Pat Harnon through the ECI at ethics.org. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you'll join us again for another episode in this special five-part podcast series on the ECI 2021 Global Business Ethics Survey. This podcast has been a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank you.